move dog. All right, so we're live. Let me do this. Everybody, don't adjust your Twitch. <laughs> don't adjust your Twitch. Don't be shocked. Yes, there is a black dude that is running the chat tonight, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> my, my my brother is is in celebration with his family tonight, so I'm doing team takeover. Lord, 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 have mercy. What's gonna happen tonight? <laughs> How you doing, everybody? We are in the Esports EDU chat. I am Bradford Harris, EdTech Taker on Twitter. Um, I am the coordinator of digital innovation in Houston, Texas. Nasef Scholastic Fellow. My goodness, what else am I? I am also Reverend. the director. I, oh, I am the Reverend I'm, I, of Esports, I guess. And I am also <laughs> the uh, director of learning for TechSev. And to my right, <laughs> and I put her in the right window. I'm in my Who corner. Uh, <laughs> I'm Carrie Linden. I go by the Chuck Noju on uh, Twitter. I am the communication specialist for Luminal Esports and Snowbright Studio. I man our K-12 Esports News website. Um, and other other things. And we got some special guests. I feel like I got like my my two bosses here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I'm being, being other way watched. around. This is like <laughs> Aladdin and Genie. This is like the way I, it goes. Rub the lamp and we appear. Right. And fix your madness. I'm gonna start. <laughs> to down here, um, I don't know if my, my fingers are the right way. The dude, I was gonna say the dude with the glasses, but that doesn't help either. Because no. <laughs> we all look alike, is that what you're saying? Wow, <laughs> wow. Says the guy wearing glasses. Wow. Oh, yeah. apparently, it's a, apparently it's a gendered thing. Uh, Carrie, I'm so sorry that you're here with all these men. That, that's okay. I can hear it. We can, we can even, we can even. There we go. Oh, I love it. To the, to my bottom, to my bottom right corner. Who do we got? But I don't know. On my screen, it's me. Hi, everybody. Kevin Brown, esports <laughs> program specialist, Orange County, California Department of Ed, and Maysef. All right, and last but not least, we got. I'm not pointing my fingers. He, he knows he's last no, but not least. <laughs> What's up, everyone? 
uh, Jarrell Batak, esports Scholastic instructional coach and director of the Scholastic Fellow Program for NASEF, also out of the Orange County Department of Education. What's up, y'all? Awesome. So I put <laughs> I put on the chat that my friend gave me the keys to the Porsche, and so Lord knows what's going to happen. But so we got our special guest here. Um, not going to sugarcoat it, but I'm, I'm going to still keep it clean. We know there's a, a lot that happened these past couple of weeks with our uh, with you guys. And there were some lovely discussions in uh, our esports circle. But um, what I want to really talk about, though, is at the end of the day, we're we're reflecting towards the end of May. We've talked about a lot of stuff carry here. Um, everything from toxicity to um, uh, to what programs should uh, should be a part of esports. To you name it, we talked about it. Um, but at the end of the day, what I want to talk about is for all of us here in the chat. What do you feel like? you should look for in your esports program in 2021-22. What are some things that we feel like we want to look for as educators? That's what I'm tossing out there. And I'll tell you my why at the end. And Jarrell knows where I'm going with this because he cheated. We had a conversation earlier today. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell my why yet. I just want to know from everybody in the group. What should we be looking for now? Um, we're, we're quiet. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's not a small question. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I know it's tied into things that we've talked about, but it's not a small one. I think I have a few. I have a few things um, tied into what we talked about last week. I would like to see industry norms for transparency, um, and and I mean that in a sense that like. So if I'm reaching out as a representative from Liminal and I want information about your organization, like what I get back now is often really vague. Um, so it's I think it's really helpful that we start tracking, you know, demographics. We start identifying how we're, you know, calculating our our numbers, where we're getting our data from, um, and actually sort of like standardizing, you know, what are these what sort of this annual report, so to speak, look like. So when somebody does reach out to you or people do have questions or something comes up, like has come up for various organizations in the last couple of weeks, there's sort of an expectation of, oh, well, we track this information, like we report stuff mm -hmm. this way. So I feel like, you know, creating a set of norms around that is great. We're not the, we're not the Wild West anymore. Like we've, we've been around long enough that I think that we can start functioning in professional ways. Um, and that does include uh, you know, more transparency. I think the other thing for me is really pushing the diversity and inclusion. Um, I can't tell you how many times I'm in conversations or I'm lurking in an esports discord and somebody will make a comment about, you know, women in gaming and the response from the men in the esports edu community is still extremely dismissive. Right. Uh, they can do art. They can run your social media. Like, we have to stop that. Like we have to stop that, um, especially the guys. Like if you're leading your program, these should not be the things that are coming out of, it shouldn't be coming out of your mouth. Um, and I think the other thing that, that popped on my radar this morning um, 
you know, through one of the news stories that I, I shared with one of uh, with one of the groups on Twitter is is acknowledging gender diversity. Um, I think that's something that people can't ignore anymore. So if your organization no. doesn't have pronoun use, uh, you need to think about how you if you're if you're genderizing your tournaments, you you need to know ahead of time how you're going to handle that. Absolutely. Because some really gross things are happening um, as we start to you know, roll out these women's only tournaments and people are getting excluded that shouldn't be, and they're having to go through some traumatic stuff um, around that. So I think we're, things are changing and we need we need to be ahead of that, especially with students. You know, if you're pros, okay, you're pros, but these are our kids um, and it, it is gonna affect, you know, student body um, because kids do transition in middle school and high school and elementary school. So we need to be, aware of of how we're handling you know gender diversity and and just diversity and inclusion in, in general those Great. are my big three right so jarell i'm going to come to you and sure and well i'm coming to you and kevin but i don't want you to speak on on behalf of nasef or or your any other organization you're affiliated with, I want you to speak on behalf of just Jarrell, and I want Kevin to speak on the behalf of Kevin. Uh, even though you have may have your names tagged, I'm asking you all the same question. What what should we be looking for in 2021-2022? You know, I agree with Carrie. I agree with the inclusion, accessibility, right? Because those are some of the issues overall that we've seen over the course of the last year, even through the pandemic, right? That kind of exacerbated a lot of that. Yeah. I think for me, just seeing some of the outcomes, especially working with all the fellows community specifically, because we've now been able to cross borders with that community, those opportunities that are international, not just for the educators, but for the students, because I'm seeing so much value, not just you know, in just the advocacy of this idea that we're creating unique opportunities for students to connect, but also with just this idea of like students learning about the different cultures through this, right? Mm -hmm. They're learning about what, how are our cultures different? And I'll plug a couple ideas that have emerged just from the, the educators in the community is, you know, what if we just built a shared Minecraft server and created things that represented where we're from and then talk about that, you know? So even going beyond the competitive aspect, I really lean heavy back on the game-based learning aspect of how we can right. use games yeah. to cultivate connections. So I will say that that's definitely something that I'm interested in is how can I connect, you know, educators across our global community to provide those unique opportunities. So that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. Cool. All right, Mr. K. Your thoughts? Hmm. I suppose the what comes to me and what we're doing now in this interesting crucible time with NASEF is what we wrestle with at the on the education and training committee that I head up is this idea that we want to build capacity. I think that schools should look forward to assistance, but not the way you think, you know, the NACEF bus doesn't roll up at your schoolyard and we drop off a pallet of stuff for you. That's, that's still the thought in many cases. Hey, they're going to come and save us. They're going to give us stuff and we're going to do stuff because you gave us stuff. The things don't matter right now. Federal government is dumping money into states, into school districts. We're trying to teach teachers where to go to get it. It's already there. 
the use of that funding, again, what I teach my 13 year old, money isn't the thing to have because it's money. You use it because it's a tool. It right. gets you something that you want to do, wants to achieve where you want to go. So if I can show you how to build capacity, then I think we've solved a mission. I want to teach teachers, don't rely on NASA or anybody to give you curriculum. Don't wait for me to make the next big thing that you're going to plug and play. Do it yourself. You're doing it already with your kids. We ask uh, people in group today, so what have you got in terms of an ask? We want to build something. An ask came to us, and it's sitting in our group or percolating. And somebody raised their hand and says, you mean it looks like this? And there's a preformed, ready-to-go widget that we all stood there with eyes as big and go, holy cuts, that's the way we're going to go. People are building things. That's where right. we want to go. So this idea that no, no more excuses. We're rural. We're inner city. We're affluent. We're nowhere near mm -hmm. affluent. There's a way to build capacity and be mighty in where, where you are with what you got. We can show that way, but there's that need of the coalition of the willing. So many times, and I'm a teacher myself, teachers throw their hands up. I can't do it. Somebody's got to come and do it for me. You don't need saving. You need a swim coach so you can mm, swim mm. yourself. So mm. we're looking to do that. That's what I think you should look forward to is working with a partner who wants to help you build your own capacity, help you get mighty on your terms. I think, I think the other thing, you know, tying into, you know, the crucible that you're talking about, I, I think we need to get to a point where we realize that partnerships are going to happen. Um, like it's, it's going to happen and the knee jerk reaction needs to stop. Like I feel right. like the esports community has become extremely reactionary um, and very territorial. I know there's a couple posts about gatekeeping and, and, you know, as, as educators, like, do we need to vet everything? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Like that's, that's the job of, of an educator. But that's not the same thing as having a knee-jerk reaction. Um, you know, when you feel that, when you have that gut, that gut reaction, you know, take a step back, write down your questions, let it sit, come back when you don't have that feeling anymore, write down the second round of questions, and then start figuring out who you need to touch base with to ask those questions to get your answers. Yes. Um, I feel like we need to we need to normalize that moving forward because there are going to be a lot of things that are going to happen that are going to be potentially scary for the edu community and if we can't be reasonable and if we can't you know model good you know responsible behavior as to like processing uh we're going to be in trouble like and, and we're potentially going to lose out on some great programs so i think yeah. you know we something we definitely need to work on uh in the coming year yeah. yeah, there's a, a group I used to uh, use their text a lot for teaching back in my other incarnations before esports and, and, and teaching proper. And they talk about a group called Vital Smarts and they teach a, a topic called crucial conversations. How do you mm -hmm. hold a conversation when both sides are polarized? There's a lot at yeah. stake and yes. everything's flaring. This idea that the mind in the absence of facts will make up stories to fill the gaps. And yeah. I'm seeing that in our own community. We don't know but we think that we're entitled to know. And if you don't tell me now, well, there's something clandestine happening. So let me smooth that over with what I think should fill that gap. And then mm. we've all seen the stories go crazy. Jarell and I popped into Esports EDU a couple of days ago and yeah. it was like walking into a bar fight 
Yep. And, you know, everybody's like, where's the NASA people? Where are they? They're gone. What's going on? Excuse us. We're right here. Right here. <laughs> and you could ask us. Oh, it's a screenshot. You can ask me a question. You can DM me. Most of you have my mobile phone number. I know yeah. you do because you call me at all hours. But mm. again, let's, like you just said, Carrie, let's sit with a batch of questions. Let's ruminate for a second to make sure the emotions come down, but the wisdom comes up. And then refine those questions and then find the fact keepers. Yeah. Go to the sources of truth. Don't go to a website. Don't wiki it. Don't call your friend and dial it. You know, somebody else who thinks <laughs> they know. I know a guy. We all know a guy. That's how we got in trouble in the first place. We do. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's also important to be okay when things don't line up with you anymore. Absolutely. Like, you know, as a gamer, I've been in situations where I've, you know, <laughs> See thieves. Played, yeah, I've played titles and been immensely devoted to them and something has happened it's like hey you know what i still respect your organization i still love all the people that work there but until certain things get solved i'm not going to be participating right um, and i think you know as educators we have that same thing like you might use a product or you might be part of an organization and they may make a choice or a decision that's the right decision for them but it's the wrong decision for you and that's not something to be mad at. That's just yep. a splitting. It's a parting of ways. And maybe everything will come back together in the future. Maybe it won't. But, you know, needing to get to a point where we're mature enough to go, okay, you know, this no longer aligns with, you know, my needs. Um, so I'm going to go find something else. And that's, right. like, that's okay. Yeah. That's, that's I, I, I agree with all that. And there's a lot of stuff that I heard all three of you said. It was and not in a negative way. It was very positive you, mission, vision, all around the center of what this is all about. And the reason why I asked this question was because with all of the hype that Kevin and Jarrell were going through, and I've seen it all, and no, I'm not going to post all that stuff, and Carrie, you've seen it too. Yeah. And I've gotten the texts and conversations and whatnot. Um, I just took a step back and, and I just watched and listened because I, as all of y'all, uh, as all of uh, y'all know, I'm not new to this game, no matter what space is in, this isn't new for me. But what I will say is that throughout this process, and this has nothing to do with what happened with what's going on with NASA, HSCO, whatever, is that there were some things that I was going through with my own initiative and Jarrell knows what I'm talking about because I've been open about I, I was open to him about it and with people coming in and uh trying to I'm not gonna say infiltrate but trying to put something in without my prior knowledge my prior knowledge and I had choice words and I'll just be honest with those, those who those who are listening who are in my area this is just me being honest but that had nothing to do with the organization who was trying to come in and do what was right for the, the students. And so what I had to do was I had to take a step back and think, and everybody knows, and James always laughs in kids, but he's true. He always says like Rafford and Kevin knows too, you know, you've been doing this for three years, four years, 10 years. There's a reason why, uh oh, somebody's about to pop up in here. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> um, there, there's a reason why people say uh, uh, Kevin and Jay said there's a reason why you took the time the way you did it 
And I'm not going to lie that for a brief moment, I lost that because I didn't want to say it was like, oh, this is my, mind, mind. But I had to reflect on, okay, Brad, why are you in this space? What is the reason why you are here? It yeah. was never for esports edu. It was never for NASEF. It was never for TechSef. It was never for any of those things. At the end of the day, and I thought about this when I drove home. It was really for the two for the two kids that you don't see that are in my house right now. My two kids of color that played games sitting next to daddy when they were little and they wanted to be next to their dad and play games and be like dad. And then they grew up and they went way surpassed dad. And dad is taking their ideas and wanting to put that into the students that look like me. Yeah. And at the end of the day, and Kevin knows this because he's seen me in the space asking what are you going to do for people like me? Mm-hmm. And nobody never asked that. I never asked, hey, NASEF, hey, HSEL, hey, whoever, what are you doing for people like me? It's my job to make sure that whatever my vision is for esports, that I'm supporting children who look like me so that they can be in that space. So just like what Carrie said, if they, if the organizations don't align with my vision and mission, then that's okay. I can walk away, but I'm not gonna walk away in anger. I'm gonna walk away so I can reflect and so those companies can reflect and we can have dialogue and conversation. And that's how it needs to be. There. Everybody's stuttering here. <laughs> oh no, did we lose Bradford? Uh-oh. Hopefully we'll get Bradford back. Do we all Angelique? disappear if that happens? We can't hear you, Angelique. <laughs> yeah, no audio coming from Angelique. <laughs> all the tech issues just roll in all the yep. <laughs> Samton says Jim is sabotaging. He is. What about, <laughs> what about now? Yeah, now okay, yeah, Sorry, that's been my life all day today. So. <laughs> <laughs> the big red on it's... button, that's okay. Oh, my... that's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> I... <laughs> Well, Bradford's gone. Hey, guys. Yeah. Blink. Uh, I feel like I I was partly tuning in and out listening to you guys as I was like mm-hmm. furiously running around my house. So I caught most of what you were saying. I apologize yeah. for my lateness. Bradford was like on a roll. Yep. I know. Yeah, the Reverend Rants. When the rant starts, you just get out of the way. You grab a seat and popcorn. <sighs> That's it. But no, he's there. This is something we were talking about earlier today in a meeting about going to game devs. It's not about NASEF or anybody else trying to say, hey, what are the games we're going to play this season? What's good? What are kids like? It's also now being able to go to game devs and say, we represent a larger and more colorful swath of constituents than you all are planning. So when I go on to Chromebook, because I'm often forced to do so in middle and elementary schools, and I'm making curriculum and I want to tie gameplay into it, and I can only be this skin tone and blonde hair, blue eyed, that doesn't reflect the kids for who, you know, that I want to play. 
you got to do better. And right now, oh, but this is taking too long. But no, we can't. Our designers and another content, we can't do this. <laughs> I don't want to hear this. I want to hear that there's a partnership. And so yeah. I think we're we're getting bigger. And maybe this is part of what people need to hear about with HSCL and NASEF coming together and being able to share resources and take the two sides of where they're mighty. There is a competition stream that gets kids fired up. And there is an educational stream that gets teachers and kids and parents fired up. And putting this together, industry looks and says, damn, I guess now we can't ignore the fact that people really get where we should be meeting in the middle. And now we have to do better. We have a bully pulpit in the best of ways to say, make us something so that Liminal isn't just a, an indie shop, right? It shouldn't have to be something that people help kickstart to put together. It should be, this is on the docket. We need things like this yeah. because our kids need things like this. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, we've all had conversations in the past about, wouldn't it be great to be able to have conversations with developers and say, Hey, this game is great, but it's totally unfriendly for schools. Mm -hmm. But the potential here is wonderful. And if you made these right. five changes, That's we would right. absolutely embrace it. And you know, I think right up there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Being able to have those conversations, like, you know, and there are definitely organizations that do have those uh, conversations. Liminal is definitely one that's out there, you know, talking to people. Um, yep. You've you've got, you know, you've got all the other big leagues and orgs, but, mm -hmm. you know, you're right. Like, the more there can be that unified voice, mm -hmm. uh, the louder that voice uh, is and the longer it can carry. And, and that's, that's what right. I'm saying. Like, if we can come up with industry standards for things, like, that that helps because then it's it's everybody saying no this is what we need you know we need this um and that does impact you know it does impact potentially developers and and i think you know when we were running mischief league uh mm -hmm. you know part of part of our thing was that community driven esports and using small titles i think it's it's been nice to see more organizations through the whole pandemic start to play smaller games yeah. uh, or start to play you know some of the non-pro titles because you've got a lot of great there are a lot of great indie studios that produce awesome games mm -hmm. and if there was you know if there was funding if there was attention like there's so many ways you can give love to those developers to help them um you help them they're able to grow and they're able to sort of you know you develop this uh, reciprocal relationship where yeah. you know, everybody's getting something out of it um mm. but we need you know we need to i don't want to say stop thinking like gamers but <laughs> but kind of like you know that that knee-jerk toxicity that's really rampant in how we deal with developers and how we deal with the mm. man needs to change like we need to start realizing there is a two-way street and a relationship that that mm. forms and if you're respectful and you're clear about what your expectations is, are and what you what you need, um, you know, a dialogue can form and, and actual change can potentially happen. That might actually surprise them. I suppose that they also brace for impact, right? Expecting backlash every time a title comes out. So, you know, haters going to yeah. hate. So nobody's going to hate the way it looks or touch of feels. My community wasn't in any way involved. Whatever the thing is, somebody's always going to find something wrong yeah. in everything, right? Go back to Lincoln. You can't please everybody all the time. But if it is an honest attempt and knowing that no product is perfect, but we can take it and use it perfectly, we can use it to the best of its design, then you're right, Carrie. Then we start a dialogue. If we can yeah. get them to the table, if we could find a magical way that, and I know we do this, for example, I know that we're on good talking terms with Blizzard. 
and I know that Epic, obviously, we're in. We've got friends of the family, if you will, that are working yeah. there. And it's easy to have a conversation. We'd love to get back to a point where Riot actually sits at a table and doesn't look at the squinky eye. But the idea that we can help to shape, right? They put up their 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 council. They say that they're listening, but are they really? I mean, we're we're teaching their next generation of consumers. That's I was about to say. You vote with your yeah. feet and you vote with your wallet. So yeah. again, you, you we can pick the games that we choose. We can choose to put other games up in the, the the leagues of the season. But again, that becomes a little bit adversarial, right? If we're not choosing your game, then I guess we're saying something, but. I think but, this idea that sitting down and helping them actually develop, listening to we who are, I'll use the word customer, we're the end yeah. user of the product that they build. Uh, and then you're right, we're growing a generation that's eventually going to roll into the use of whatever that is that they build. Getting us involved early and help, letting us help guide, not maybe not draw all the way, but guide the use of, where is that a bad thing? Where would they it, lose anything? Sam's it's on not, I'm gonna try not, to read what's in the chat. It's not a bad thing and I think, you know, putting that pressure is, is needed. You know, we look at all the titles that come out mm -hmm. that aren't even remotely, like they're, they're designed specifically for the male gaze and the male player. Mm -hmm. right. And we're like, well, no, but the girls are going to play this. Like, well, mm -hmm. no. So when do we stop and say, Hey, your game is a good esports title potentially, but it's really problematic when it comes to its female representation. And, right. you know, until you do better, this title's kind of, we're sorry, we're not playing it. Yep. Um, you know, going back to that conversation of what are the things that we need? I think it's fine to have those conversations and say, mm -hmm. hey, we're, we're backing out of this title because the developers need to actually start, you know, being thoughtful about their representation in their games. Um, and because we service a wide variety of, of individuals, wanting to make sure that that representation is, is respectful. He's <laughs> laughing, GTA. <laughs> Mr. Brown, Mr. Brown, can we have GTA? You may never. There's no, so no, many no, of no, them. No, There's never. so many of a press. I get press releases and I just sit there yeah. and I'm like, wow. Yep. Okay. You know, well, yeah, that's armor. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, sure. So in terms of what we talked, we so for those coming a little bit later to the conversation, we started this off with this idea, and Carrie, you said it about transparency. If organizations who are in this esports ecosphere, if we could be more transparent, wouldn't it be interesting if we posted the games we're going to play in the season, fall season, spring season, you've got the whole palette there. A question Jarrell and I often get when we're talking to administrators and parent groups and we do info nights is, why do y'all play those games? Wouldn't it be interesting if we would post, we're playing these games every season, here's the reason why. These are the pros, and if we didn't pick a title, these were the cons. And we actually put out there the reason why a game didn't make the cut, because, and not to call anybody out, but because there was objectification, because there yeah. wasn't a colorful array, I love this new term, a colorful array of characters so that everybody gets swept into that. Anybody, yeah. never, that's a Jarrell thing. He's up here, my thing. Let's be your colorful characters. I love this. But mm -hmm. so we didn't see all minds, all kinds. Call that out and say, that's the reason you didn't make the cut. Love to have had it. Kids yeah. love it. Kids want to consume it. Didn't meet ethically, morally, yeah. North Star, where and why we wanted to go there. See you next year. And that sends a very clear signal. I don't know. Is that adversarial? If we're posting flags and colors, why we do what we do? What do you? No, think? I I don't think that's adversarial. I think that's that's transparency. We're we're educators. It's like having the conversation when an organization pops in and they're like, "Hey, we'd like to sponsor you," and you you yeah. go to their landing page and it's all online esports gambling and yep. pot 
like, no, I'm sorry. Like I, we would, we could definitely use the money. Partnership would be great, but, it, but this doesn't yeah. align with, you know, public school right. situation. Like, we can't do this. right? Yeah. Exactly. Like we can't, we can't do that. Um, so no, I think having those honest conversations are fine. Will they, will they go down? Well, I, I don't know. You know, people tend to be offended instead of just, you know, stopping back and being like, okay, this doesn't, you know, this isn't the partnership. Um, but yeah, no, it's transparency. It's, it's fine. Definitely sounds like a conflict of Yeah. Yeah. No schools, mm -mm. schools can't be, can't be partners. <laughs> yeah. But you see so many, we've all, we've all been DM'd by organizations that are backed by that or their parent company is that mm -hmm. we've all had it. And we've had mm -hmm. those conversations and we've told them like, Hey, look, if you want to venture into the, the educational esports space, yeah. you've got to break these ties. This can't right. be what's funding your company. It just can't. It works in the pro scene. It doesn't work, you know, in the EDU space. Like there is, there is a difference between the two. He's back. He's back. Welcome back. I guess Twist and lack what the black man was saying. Uh, <laughs> you were on a good, like you were on a roll. It was you were. Really good. And I forgot what I was saying. What? No, 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 I didn't. No, no I didn't. Your kids looking at dad, building no, a system where I, kids like me oh, are playing. No, That's where I. Trust, trust me, I remember. I, I, I haven't forgotten. I haven't forgotten, and I, and I'm just playing that I, I didn't forget. But yes, my network did crash, and I, I guess, I guess the network and or Twitch doesn't like black people. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what I was saying was, is that you, you have to know your purpose, and you have to know your why. My purpose is, uh, no matter who, no matter if there's a NACEF, uh, HSCL, whatever it is, they can come, you guys can come and go. I love Kevin, I love Jarrell, I love everybody that's in here, but at the end of the day, I have my program and I'm building a program. And that's the, that's what matters. And my supervisor looking at me going, what are we going to do? Not in a bad way, but what, what matters and if the organizations don't align with my mission and vision of serving my black and brown children and let me also add lgbtq plus and all that with that with that vision then i do have to walk away and that's mm -hmm. okay but don't walk away in anger don't walk away in frustration because what that's going to do is if i don't if i don't walk walk away in anger and frustration and say you know what this is not going to align with what I want to do. That's going to question the companies going, okay, well, why is this person choosing to leave? And then that's when you decide now let's have a, a conversation because this is what I think, A, B, C, D, E, and you don't align with what I'm trying to do. Some of these people, some of the people that are in this space are big ballers in this space. Let's just be honest. And, um, and if you decide to raise a big stink and do whatever it is that you're going to do, then you're, the companies aren't really going to care what you think and they're just going to move on. But you can say, you know, I'm going to peacefully walk out. That's when they'll say, you know, what, let's have a conversation. Why are you walking out? Well, let me tell you why I'm walking out because I see this, 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 this and this. And if you decide that you want to go on this path, not a problem. 
But for me and for the students that I serve and for the teachers that I serve and for their social and emotional well-being, I got to go this route. So if you're wanting to have a conversation about what next step should be, then let's have that conversation. And truth be told, I've had those conversations with said individual and in, in the in, uh, Kevin and Jarrell, you know who I'm talking, who I'm talking about. I've had I've had that conversation and it was a healthy conversation. It and it wasn't uh, out of malice or love. It was just, here's what I see from my perspective. Cause I know that person, and I'll just be honest, that person is in pain. That person is hurt. That person is trying to figure out what to do next. And I just said, this is my perspective. This is what I see. This is what I've learned being in, being, uh, I'll just call it a director and a leader and making, having to make choices. Mm-hmm. Educators that are listening to this, you cannot get attached to one particular thing. You just can't. Uh, Danielle says it best. You can't, uh, you don't stay married to a, a product. Always should be dating. Always date. Yeah, <laughs> that's great advice. You and are- I think, I think we, when you're talking about, you know, leaving and, and not leaving angry, like what, what you're talking about is being able to have that postmortem, being able to leave room for education on, on both ends. Um, you know, that's how organizations are going to grow when, when they're looking and they're saying, okay, we've lost, you know, five organizations for the same reason. Well, hey, maybe, you know, maybe this is really important to, you know, this educational community, or maybe this is really important to this demographic. You know, it's really easy to be overlooked, um, you know, if you're not that sort of majority representation. And mm-hmm. and it's not always intentional. You know, a lot of the times it's completely unintentional, um, unidentified bias that exists. And it's not until it gets called out in a polite way that you that you realize it. When we start throwing words and getting heated, you just put every, everybody's defenses get up and then nobody's listening anymore. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's attack, defend, attack, defend. Mm-hmm. And, and you just, you get combat. You don't get progress. You don't get growth. You don't get understanding. So, you, you know, make it resolve. Yeah. No, you don't. So, mm-hmm. you know, I love what you're saying, Bradford, because it is, it is about, you know, it's about being able to, uh, one, boundaries and and maintaining, you know, your vision and your goals but also respecting each other enough to be able to 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 grow through that and and have you know uh, good conversations that hopefully allow for growth on both ends i'm gonna have to pop out in a second for sports and i'm bye uh, bye carrie (laughs) and she's popping out and she's letting us know (laughs) unlike me No, I also I'm gonna also say this. I think we need to realize that in the month of May, month of May for educators is the month of change. It's, it and we I May think Day. May Day. Yeah. That, that's what we need to call it. We need to call it May Day. And let's just be honest. When May first hits, uh yeah, we're gonna get prepared for Cinco de Mayo and all that kind of stuff, but be prepared because something's about to go down in your district. Something is about to go down in your school. Something that is going to be earth shattering that is going to rock your world. And you are either going to like it 
are you are going to hate? And how are you going to process that? And I've learned that now, now reflecting on everything that has gone down in, in, in this month, not just with, with eSports, just with everything, you, you have to start taking that step and going, okay, here's May, what's about to happen and how am I going to deal with it and where what are my next steps? Mm, yeah, just, just know when May comes, it is May Day. So next year, I'm just going to wear that shirt. It's May Day. Get ready for the change. What are you mm. going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, now, yeah. Um, Juan Pablo says he's scared. I'm scared too. What's going to happen? There's been no, enough change for me. I'm ready to not have any more. It could be big. It could be big or small. It doesn't matter. Just know that May is the, is the month of change. May, May is the month of change. That's all we're doing is having meetings about changes for next year. That's all I've been doing. Can we just get to next year? Can we all graduate, put the mic down, turn the computer off? Can we have a summer? No, no summer school. Can we just walk away? <laughs> I think everything Jarell and I are planning, uh, we just want to leave July alone. Just educators, go away. Go frolic somewhere. <laughs> leave us alone. You know, just like go somewhere. Go outside. Yeah. That thing, the bright thing in the sky, go go, go walk under it for a while. Just let's, let's leave the teaching thing because everybody needs a collective break at this point. Unfortunately, unfortunately schools beg to differ. But. Yeah, I love that, Sam. <laughs> Mandated break yeah. for everyone, I wish. That's right. We are uh, no, we're we signing that. a deal with our friends in the Bahamas. They would love to have us all come and visit. That would be a cool thing. <laughs> I was telling Carrie, let's go do Sea of Thieves in the Bahamas. Pirates with pirates on pirate ships. Come on. Who's with me? I mean, I just want to I just want to just lay down and go to sleep. That's all <laughs> I mean. It doesn't cost money to lay down and go to sleep. And yeah, I just need to sleep when we're dead. That's and, sweet. We don't do that. <laughs> I just need somebody to say, you know what? Go to sleep and I'm not gonna bother you for the next three weeks. Not a problem. <laughs> no emails. No, Brad, I need to do this. Yeah, it is. It is lies. It is lies. You get the micro. You get the microchip. It's 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 direct now. Anyway. Wow. Wow. That sounds like Sam. That sounds like a kids' book right there. Bradford needs a nap. Chapter <laughs> <laughs> <After> one. <laughs> Oh, Bradford came in to cranky that day. That's it. Well, unfortunately, Sam, I don't get one because my work has just started. My work, uh, it has just started. And while, like I said, while everybody knows I've been taking this slow and steady, now like it's start, it's starting to get real um, with the the initiatives that are about to go down. Um, now it's like, okay, Bradford, what you about to do? Um, because we got this to go down. We're about to go, we're about to go live. We're about to go on blast. We're about to do this. No, I'm not going district wide with anything, but it's, it's now I got the right people at the right table. I got the Angeliques. I got the Kevins. I got the Jarrells. I got people that are watching and are supporting what I do. And Angelique, you got, you got people the, the same way too. Kevin, you got people, Jarrell, you got people. Uh, everybody it now wants to see what's next. Now, I'm not saying that just for me. It's it's everybody that's in this room. It's everybody that's in this chat. It's everybody that's not available or uh, to speak right now. It's we we've seen what esports can do in a pandemic, and even administrators have seen. Wow. Okay, so you guys haven't stopped to a degree. 
you guys haven't stopped. We you've seen what's possible. The the sports teams themselves have stopped, but you guys have kept going and you've invited more people into this space and you've talked about equity and inclusion and you're having tournaments and you're doing this for you know, for lack of a better term, like for less than a dime. And this mm-hmm. so what is gonna happen now? And Administrators are, like I said, administrators are knocking on our door. Hey, how do we do this? Now I'm listening because everybody else has shut down and given up, mm-hmm. but you haven't. You you haven't. What what's what's your secret sauce? And I think the secret sauce is even though we are in here very passionate and we've been angry about this and that. We want to see, we're all in here wanting to see something thrive and we're here to prove something that, hey, just because we've been knocked down, we're not going to stay knocked down. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're going to keep going and we're going to prove to you that this program, no matter if it's Angelique's program, Kevin's Jarrell's or mine or Carrie's or James, this still does work. And it, 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 there, it, there is possibilities in this and it doesn't have to be anybody on the technical side or NASEF or TechSEF or ELA or just a regular teacher, anybody can do this if you have the support. Mm-hmm. And I think what they, I think, you know, the shutdown has helped us in a sense because at least at my school, because everything was shut down, I was the only club that was running, getting kids that have never stepped foot on campus connected to school. The only one. So like, I'm one of the few clubs of that are on campus. Well, I'm still online, but the few clubs that are running now where freshmen are coming and I've met these freshmen in this like digital space and they have that connection to school. So now that we're coming back, they've been begging me to like run something on campus and they're like, well, you should do this big event and this and that and this and that. I'm like, okay, well, you know, that takes a lot of time and money and effort and like, thought process and all of that to, to, to do. And they're like, well, could you just do it? And I'm like, well, (laughs) well, no, like, and you know, if you want to run this big event, you know, if I'm, if I'm running ASB, I'm getting paid to run big events, but if I'm running, you know, a big tournament at school, we deserve to get that funded and us funded and our time funded and our knowledge funded. And, but I think it's definitely helped us in a sense where, our administrators are realizing like this is something that can continue to run whether or not we're in school. It does look different. Like what you were saying, Bradford, like my club looks completely different from what it did a year ago or a year and a half ago, but in ways it's, it's gotten better because now I have both of those avenues. I have the kids who come in person to play games. I have the kids who are in our Discord community who have created that place of support and these freshmen who have made friends with sophomores, juniors, and seniors who they probably never would have met. And now it's become this like whole inside and outside school community where the kids, you know, have somebody to connect to who have common interests. So it's almost better than just like a club at lunch because the kids play games with each other outside of school. Like yeah. when Jarrell and I did that connection with the um, David's students in Mexico, like I'm pretty sure my students still talks to them. Like they're friends now. So mm-hmm. it's just really cool how many opportunities we have. And I hope that admin, like I know, um, 
people are saying in chat, like it's free sports, like you're not getting paid. I hope the admin realize all this money that's getting poured into the schools right now for extracurricular activities. I hope that part of that goes to esports and community building gaming programs at their schools. We'll yeah, because I think I think the kids, I think this gives uh, opportunity. I've I've seen it uh, in my circle. I've seen it in all of y'all circles where the kids are like, I really want this. How do I make this happen? I can't say that, and I'm not downplaying it. I can't say that for the the bands and the footballs and what mm-hmm. and whatnot, it, whatnot. But there's just something about this community to say, hey. What do we? What can we do to get this started, Michigan? Hey, are you on it? Are you on it? And and you're like, wait a minute, come on! I know I'm just a teacher. I still got a grade. Yeah, I gotta do this. Yeah, but, they're yeah, like, yeah. but they're like, wait a minute. Hey, I can run the term. I can run the Discord. I can do this. They're yeah. just they're just like hungry for it, and they're not hungry to get on and play the game. They're hungry for the the community that's what mm-hmm. i see they're hungry to just learn more the game mm-hmm. sure that's great but like even with your stuff angelique the fact that they did fortnite and they did it with fahrenheit 451 i mean mm-hmm. that's not that's an extension of esports they mm-hmm. wanted to do that because of what you built among us that's an extension mm-hmm. of your esports program and they they want it to be a part of that so that's why I feel like the students want to see these programs thrive because they see where this can go beyond just I'm playing the game. I want to see what uh, Miss Angelique is going to do in her classroom with the creative mode of Fortnite. I want right. to see what what Jarrell and Kevin are going to do well, with Minecraft. It's not they know now's now. the time for it. Now's the time it is. for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, government funding is out there. Um, under the buzzwords of right, learning loss mitigation, credit mm-hmm. recovery, uh, learning to improve and shore up ELA, math, science, STEM skills, there is money that has been freed up. And again, we all know that we need lab space, we need equipment, we need these things. Um, Jarell and I can let anybody have a slide deck that we've prepared and information to help arm teachers. And this is nationwide. This this government, this ESSER fund, E S S E R money is out there, teach you, show you, line you up how to go and ask administration for money that they already have and are looking for ways. What do we do with this? How do we fund Mm -hmm. a program that's going to tick all these boxes, get our kids integrated, get them, uh, what's the word I want, Um, engaged, really, bringing them back in? Because this is the hardest thing. Now you've got a, as Anjali, as you said before, you've got a whole cadre of students. You've got a whole year that have ever been- how yeah, cool. has only been virtual. Yeah. They don't know. So getting together is going to be ooky to start with. Mm-hmm. How do we get back face to face? But then grow, you've got a community. You guys love each other when we're like this, when we're virtual. Let's take that next step and make it, oh, it's it's real now, three-dimensional mm-hmm. in flesh. And then mm-hmm. how does that feel in a room, in a space, right? And then all the looks and the smells and all the things that come with an eSports club getting back together. But point is, that there is money, there's funding, and now is the time to raise your hand and say, I have mm-hmm. something. JP, yeah. I'm looking at you in the chat going, I know the administrators in Orange, California. I run battle loggers at those people all the <laughs> time. Titanic, zero. Icebergs, two. 
Well, except for the fact that we got things running at your school. So that's like a half. Just ding my hull. But we got to do that. We got to keep raising the hand and saying, I have a program. I have mm -hmm. a way. I have mm -hmm. a thing. Bradford, to your point, and my kids are begging me for it. They will do the work. They're asking mm -hmm. for STEM skills. They're asking to do math and crunch numbers to run teams. Mm -hmm. What kid in their right mind asks to, I want to be the data analyst and crunch the numbers and tell you right. why this is going to work? chain those kids up, love them for this kind of thing. So mm -hmm. we can help arm for that. For those not in the know, we can get you up on blocks and get you going. But for those in the know, don't sit on your hands and feel like you're powerless. Now is that time to stand up and say, I got something. I think I a lot of people are just like, I don't want to say scared, but nervous. Like I know, nope. like if I were coming into this as a teacher who wanted to do it and, and had no background in gaming nothing right and i just knew my students loved it and you know they're asking for it i wouldn't know and it's we've gone back to this before in our conversations like they, mm -hmm. they wouldn't know where to start and i think mm -hmm. what a lot of people need to understand is you don't have to jump out the gate and run a Fortnite tournament a smash tournament right. you don't have to make a, right. a minecraft server or a full discord community right. like you could literally just set up a tetris competition at your mm -hmm. school like my students love Start playing small. puyo puyo tetris <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't know if you've heard of it it's hilarious but like tetris or take your old n64 and run a mario kart tournament and the kids That's even right. though they've never touched an n64 they'll be like yeah. i'm down and they'll come play and i think you know for a lot of the teachers at my school and the admin at my school they didn't understand any of the games they, that we were playing but when they walk in and they see those kids playing the game, they're like, oh, like, wow, look at how much fun everyone's having. Look yep. at all these different kinds of kids getting along. Look at everyone right. sharing right. And, and communicating and telling each other what to do. Um, yeah. I'm working who, on in, who in set the, all this up. Those kids yeah. did. Exactly. They did. They'll yeah. do it. And That's right. one of the things that I'm working on setting up for our school in the fall, because we're going to be coming back full time with full amount of students. Hopefully. Mm. Well, we'll see. Who knows? But um, they want to do some team building stuff and have different teachers run team building stuff. I'm like, cool. Mm. I'm going to do a blindfolded Mario Kart. Nah. Where yeah. You're paired with someone and one of you is blindfolded telling the other person where to go. Boom. Love done. It. You made a friend. I love that <laughs> idea. Yeah. You made a friend. There you go. Like, and you know, cause a lot of these kids don't know anybody. They don't talk to anybody in zoom. So how do we create things like smash, like super smash where you're like playing in a big group of people. It's just like games like that can have you communicate or Jackbox, for example, have you sure. communicate with people you've never met and be able to find commonalities and things in common. So it doesn't have to be a very difficult game that you know nothing about. It will be eventually. Yep, but I and I think that. I think with uh, and congrats on one year for Fortnite Fridays, Angelique. Because I think when I think about that in particular, right? Because that project emerged in the middle of the pandemic. Didn't know how to do any of it, right? You all right. were like just figuring it out. I had played and Fortnite like three times. <laughs> exactly, and I think that speaks to this just this idea that you don't have to do it alone. That if you find people that are willing to do it with you mm -hmm. and partner up, then you can learn from each other and build that up. And I mean, the fact that it's been running for a year now—that's really speaking to how you can collaborate with others to create something unique. 
And then I, what I appreciate about it too, especially hitting on the idea of the ESSER funding, is that you have documentation that you can provide when you're trying to pitch and propose for the idea of getting more money into your program, getting this idea. You have all this documentation to say, hey, look, we created an opportunity for students to connect creatively, not just with their own community, but with other communities. Mm-hmm. And then provide that to build a case and say, hey, you should provide more money for this program. So right. such a great idea. I even had um, parents like at the beginning of this, because at the beginning of this, when we were running Fortnite Fridays, it was like right when everybody got out of school. I think, you know, we started in March, I think. Mm-hmm. And um I just happened to look at our PTSA page on Facebook and there was like a bunch of parents that like one post, one parent posted, like, I just wanted to say thank you to whatever teacher is running the the online gaming tournaments right now. It's my student is a freshman and he has like hated his high school experience up to this point and like, just thank you for giving him something to do on a Friday night with his friends. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, Wow. Like, That's just, awesome. And there was a bunch of parents commenting underneath it saying like, yes, my, my child played too. They had so much fun and, you know, they got to be on stream and all that stuff. So it's, yeah. It's, I think the best, yeah. I, I think the best learning was during this pandemic because my, my actual implementation of, a, of the program was during a pandemic. I had no idea that that's how it was going to run but I had two teachers that were doing it and they did it virtually. And I was trying to figure out, well, how are you guys going to do this when you're not face to face? I mean, I knew that I, what, what was going to go down, but I just wanted to see what their thoughts were and come to find out, you know, at first they were pro console players. And I thought, well, I guess that's the way our program is going to be. I mean, I have no problem with that. I get it. They need to be, uh, in the space, James, be quiet. He's in the chat. Um, but um, come to find out, my teacher giving me the feedback of, "Hey, they really like to play these PC games. They really need to be in this space." Uh, I had I didn't know that, and they're participating in these local mini tournaments, and it's working, and you don't have to really put anything together. So the possibilities are there. It, it wasn't a heavy lift now. And I'm just hearing it from their perspective. I'm just making sure that people are, are where they're supposed to be. That's my job. But um, yeah, the pandemic really, I think, taught us a lot about the possibility yeah. of what could happen. Oh, Kevin Bye. decided he's going to leave. Bye, Kevin. <laughs> cool. He said, well, final thoughts, not me. <laughs> His device, my and it says his device is not connected, but he'll he should pop on in a minute. So yeah, um, I'm gonna wait till he's officially on to say final thoughts. There he goes. All right, you got you, you said I'm out. You, you didn't want, did you? But at least Don't he popped. touch little blinky lights on your screen when they pop up. Little talking duck in StreamYard. Next thing you know, it's like, hey, come over here and set up an account. That's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to respond in chat, but that's okay. I guess I'm not allowed to. <laughs> Probably better for oh, all of us anyway. Oh, wow. Look oh, who decided to come in. Oh, just to mm-hmm. close it out, close it out the right way. Yeah. No, because I'm in trouble. <laughs> you I, I cannot be. Like, I, 
Because he I cannot be. <laughs> He's got I didn't know you could access this through your phone. It's kind of funny. Yeah. You sound like a different person. Because I'm in a bathroom right now. I'm at a different. Ew. No, I'm at a <laughs> I just wanted to la, say la, 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 when la, I could la. check things out, everything was great. Love you guys. Miss you guys. Bradford, you did great even with the technical issues. Don't think I didn't see. Wow. How welcome clock you for that. Continue. <laughs> yeah. More of this next week. All right. I'll leave you guys to finish up the show. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna he's gonna and he and he will do his clips. Trust me. Uh, you'll get a call. You'll I get will a get a call. I'll get a call. I'll get a call. I'll get a call from my brother. It's like the producer at NBC. What were you thinking? Who let him on the air? Do you see Jason. Sam in chat? What a way to end the podcast. He flushes. <laughs> I was like, ew. We have people leaving. We have people that click on the deck. We have people in the bathroom. In and out. See, my that, mic's not uh, working. Okay, there's no <laughs> final thought. Final thought uh, is wipe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did warn people. You never know what you're gonna get when I run it. You're now he's gonna tell. Now he's gonna tell all his friends. This is the last time Bradford's gonna run my chat. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Well, it is one minute past the hour, so I will give final thoughts. I'm gonna give final thoughts to the lady of the room. Um, my final thoughts are think about how you can create something even if it's small to get your kids to connect to school either maybe not over summer because I agree federally mandated break for July but <laughs> at least in August when we all come back to school I think it's going to be a whirlwind for everyone um, teachers and students and you know, provide opportunities for that fun, both for the kids, but also for yourself. I think that this year has really like beat us down as educators and students and admin and whoever, anyone who is in parents too. Like, so figuring out how you can create, even if it's a Tetris tournament, even if it's a Mario Kart tournament, even if it's board games in your classroom, make space for gaming and community during the first week of school and the kids will love you forever. All right, Kevin. Elephant in the room time. Nasef still here, still living. <laughs> Jarrell over there, still here. Not been sold to another team. Not bought out and sent to Siberia. So you have questions. We have answers. We are the faces, well, that you know and that you love over there. So come and get your truth. Let us help you. Again, you're, you're everybody's mighty. We can help capacitize and get you where you want to go. Is that facts? Facts. I only deal in facts. You can't see my ears for the long hair. I'm about as Vulcan as a human gets. <laughs> I only speak truth. <laughs> Jarrell. You know, just with everything that's going on, I lean back into community and what you said, Bradford, purpose, because I think we all share the same purpose and mission vision, and we're trying to do good things. You know, don't get caught up in all the little tiny little things. The hysteria. Yeah, yeah, let's focus on this this bigger mission that we're all trying to do and 
continue supporting each other like we always have because that's really what it's all about is that community and we're building community we're building culture let's bring it back to that and my final thoughts well before my network crashes <laughs> um I, I mean i'm echoing what everybody is saying here it's just you know what stay true to yourself stay true to your vision stay true to your goals um the companies will come and go but you as an educator are still standing with your students and it doesn't it doesn't matter what the companies believe in and what they decide to do it all matters what you decide you mm -hmm. are going to do for you and your students and for yourself mm -hmm. have a mission and vision for yourself as an educator what is your mission and what is your vision i'm gonna leave that with that next Brad year don't, do you don't, says, do next you. year see before before my network goes down don't do no one word don't do a find your why do your own mission and vision don't do don't do that one word why stuff what is your own mission and what is your own vision and that's how you go into the fall next year and that's where i will drop the mic Hey. <laughs> Dang it! I don't have my karaoke mic. It's in my classroom. I would have dropped it for you. And I need, and, and I'm gonna buy, and I'm gonna buy one of those. I promise you. Because <laughs> I need one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Got it from that indie shop, Amazon Prime. Hey, well, uh, <laughs> All right, guys. Everybody in the social media universe, have an awesome night. Be blessed. See you next week. See y'all again. Later, y'all.